Hi, my name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Hi, welcome to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. Before we get started, I do want to let you know um, that currently where I live, it's super, super frozen and I don't live in an area where it normally freezes. So if you hear a loud crashing sound in the background, that is a tree breaking in half from the weight of ice. It's been happening quite a bit, so just if that happens, you know why. Okay, so we're just gonna jump right into it. We're talking about the book of Job today. Um, We've already been talking about the book of Job. If you haven't listened to the prior episode on it, I highly recommend that you go do that because I am not going to recap it in this episode. And if you haven't read the book of Job or don't know the story, you're not going to have any context. So I highly recommend that you go do that. Um, I also think it's a really good episode. Um, So we're just going to jump right in. So we know Job went through all this stuff and he's just like, he lost all his family, all his um, stuff, all his money, and he's just not doing too fabulous right about now. You know, he used to live like a Ferrari type lifestyle. Now he's living a like on the streets and has sores all over his body and he ripped his clothes, which I'm assuming were his only clothes type lifestyle. Um, So big change. Um, So we see Job is now having friends come by and you know, I've gone through some hard stuff in my life, and I have friends come by, and normally they'll give me, like, my favorite treats to make me feel better and encouraging words. That's not what we see by these friends. These friends actually kind of suck. Like, I would not want to be friends with them. They basically go over to Job, and they try and explain why Job is going through this hard stuff. Um... So, the first one, I'm not even going to try for their names because, boy, are their names hard. But I will try for their first, the first letters of their names. Um, so, the first one, we'll call him Guy E because his name starts with an E. Um, and he basically goes up and he talks about how, um, basically, it's Job's fault. Honestly, all the friends really do this because we're only talking about the first three. There's one more and there's arguments that go back and forth but we're just there's three different cycles of speeches and one of them is by a fully different dude um the last one but we're only talking about the first cycles we're not even going to talk about the last dude um but basically guy e the first guy is basically just saying that um it's job's fault job did something wrong he doesn't know what um but like whatever happened it's on Job. Um, and here is a specific verse that I think characterized that really well. It's Job 5, 17 and 18. 
Blessed is the person God corrects. So don't ha- so don't hate the mighty one's training. He he wounds, but he also bandages up those who he wounds. He harms, but his hands also heal those who he harms. Um, so I'm gonna spoil a little bit of next episode. I, not too much, but we see later that God is going to respond to Job and his friends. He's only going to be talking to Job, but he's responding to Job's friends' arguments, even though Job's friends aren't there. Um, and basically, what he says is, I'm God. That's that. I'm God. You're not. Um, and because I'm God, I know why I'm doing stuff, and you have to trust that you don't know, and that's okay. Um, but we do know that God is just. And that's an argument that's brought up very, very consistently. We also know that God is kind and loving. Um, And this verse said by Guy E. um, That was a tree breaking. Um, This verse said by Guy E. Is assuming that God is putting, is like wounding people. Which is not what we see happen. We see, if you go back to chapter 1, we see Satan is doing the harming. God doesn't stop it, but God didn't do it. So, instantly we see someone incorrectly assuming who God is, um, simply because they didn't think to pray about it. I don't know. I'm not in issues. Um, okay, so, guy, I believe this is guy number two. Oh, no, we're still in guy number one, guy E. Um, at the end of his little monologue, which is Job 4 and 5, we see this verse we've carefully studied all these things and they are true so pay attention to them apply them to yourself so like i said guy e actively wrong like five seconds ago um he was actively wrong because that's not who god's character is but then we see him go and he is like "Mm, i've studied this um i'm right and in bible times especially like in this in the Jewish culture, it was very, very common to learn all of the scripture very early on. And I don't know exactly the time period of Job off the top of my head, so I don't know if that's what's happening here. But like Jesus's uh, Bible times, they would um, memorize scripture at a very, very young age. It's just something you would do, and then that's like how you would climb up the rankings to see if you would get to be a Pharisee or a high-ranking church official. Um, so I would assume. Don't quote me on this. They did something similar, or at least we can say that they most likely studied the scripture, which is most likely just the Torah, the first five books, which is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. Um, They're also called the Mosaic books. They're the books that Moses wrote. Um, Yes, so I would probably be correct in assuming that... um, Job's friends and Job has a lot of these verses memorized so it's easy to assume God's nature because of that but then you're assuming that you understand God's nature and if we did understand it then why would why would God be God you know like if we understand who God is to a complete and full extent then they then God might as well be human God might as well be a toddler I can't understand someone my age. I'm in high school right now. I'm, I don't know if you know this. I'm in high school right now. I could not, I cannot understand, there's another tree falling. I cannot understand half the high schoolers that I go to high school with. You know why? Because high schoolers are complex and they're hard to understand. And God is much, much harder to understand 
than a high schooler, especially a high school girl. Do you have any idea how hard it is to understand what's going on in a high school girl's head? As a high school girl, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. So I, by the knowledge that we're given by Guy E, we should be able to understand what's going on in God's head. Uh, which then God wouldn't even be God. He wouldn't even be the level of a high school girl because he's easy to understand. He'd be like a toddler. Um, so I just think that's really interesting. Um, so the next guy, I believe he's got the guy's B. I was going to say Z. He's got B. Um, oh, his I can pronounce. His is Bildad, uh, which is kind of a funny name. Um, basically, he's just saying, um, I'll just read it. So this is Job, um, I believe, 7. Um, no, Job 8, which says, uh, Does God ever treat people unfairly? Does the mighty one make what is wrong appear to be right? Your children sinned against him, so he punished them for their sin. But seek God with all your heart. Make, make your appeal to the mighty one. Be pure and honest, and he will rise up and help you now. He'll give you everything you had before. Basically, Bildad guy B is essentially doing the same thing it's assuming that somebody did something wrong and that's why this happened which we know from the context given in Job 1 that that's not true um we know that this is not Job's fault um we really don't know if this is anyone's fault it's not really anyone's fault um and then let's go to the last guy this is guy Z um oh never mind this is still guy B uh, Bill Dad, and this is chapter 8 verse 20 which says I'm sure God doesn't turn his back on anyone who's honest and why he doesn't help those who and he doesn't help those who do evil um, which we can assume a lot from this statement because we're if, if we're going by Bill Dad's knowledge and Bill Dad's standards he doesn't help those who do evil then we would say that Jesus dying didn't actually do anything that's what Bildad's standards are, because it's very clear in the Bible that evil is the presence of sin. Like, someone who has sinned is therefore evil, meaning that every single one of us is evil. So even though Job was quoted to be blameless and a servant, um, and he did sacrifice um, in order to atone for his sins, he would still be evil, because he is still sinned at one point in his life. And God had to at one point go down and give these uh, Hebrews the option to sacrifice. If God was someone who didn't help those who do evil, um, then he wouldn't have ever given, he wouldn't have ever had a chosen people. He wouldn't have ever given them the option to sacrifice. Jesus never would have died. Because we see the entire Bible is him helping evil people. To bring them closer to him because the story of the bible is evil people turning from god and then learning that their ways are evil even though their ways feel comfortable um and then one last verse this is well is it yes one last verse this is guy z and this is the verse it's job 11 9 through 11 that's kind of funny um, they are longer than the earth. They are wider than the ocean. Suppose God comes along and puts you in prison. Suppose he takes you to court. Then who can oppose him? He certainly knows when people tell lies. When he sees evil, evil he pays carefully, uh, careful attention to it. Um, so we're going three for three for people assuming that Job has done something wrong. 
Um, and it's also, um, it's oddly kind of in line with what we see God talk about, but it's just in a different way. Um, rather than it being, so we see, um, we see when Job talks to God later on that the answer is, I am God. And he goes through all these examples. Like he says in verse 38, I don't know the exact verse, but it's something like, do you know where the, uh, do you know where the darkness and light like goes to live? Yeah, that's, it's something like that. Uh, and he ponders on this question and it just shows the mightiness of who God is. Um, you might hear thunder. There was just lightning. I don't know why the weather's so weird right now. Um, but we start to ponder who God is. Um, and he basically goes on to say, I'm God. I know better than you. I, I know the answer to questions you couldn't even comprehend enough to ask. Um, so we see a similar theory here. But rather than it being um, God is God and we don't really have the right to ask questions because we don't we don't know what's going on uh, it's God is using that to prove that you have done evil um, which is where we see the difference so that's a lot of the recap and I want to shift gears a little bit and it does tie in because I think a very important message from this is just who do you have surrounding you um, we see in the Bible quite a few times that the people surrounding us are very important. Um, we see in like Jesus, he had 12 disciples surrounding him and 11 of them were really, really tight with him. Actually, all 12 of them were really, really tight with him, but one of them was willing to betray him um, and did betray him. And that's an example of just like, who do you have around you? Because I don't know, it's important to know who's around you. And it's the same thing here. We see who does Job have around him and how are they going to respond when he's going through stuff? And how are they going to respond in uh, who God is? And I think the best way to do this is looking at guy E, the first guy, because we see that he mentions how confident that he is that he is correct. He mentions that um, he, what's the word? He's just like, you can't question this because I'm so wise. I know that I'm right. Um, and we see this confidence coming from him, but we also look at it and it's directly against what the Bible teaches and what God teaches. And it's very much incorrect what he's saying. Um, and I want to talk about that because I think in today's world, it's really, really easy to have friends like that. Um, maybe not in the same way, but in some way or nature, they're going to assume who God is. Maybe they're going to assume that God isn't real. Maybe they're going to assume that um, the Bible teaches incorrect things. Maybe they're going to assume that God wants bad things to happen to good people. Um, but that's not what we see from God. We see from God, and I'll talk about a lot about a lot more about who God is next episode. Um, and I have a lot on that. But um, it's hard because we have all these sources coming in and telling us like who God is. You know, we have people assuming that all the time in our culture. Um, I was scrolling on my phone before this, because of course I was. And I was scrolling on this girl's Instagram page, and she was talking about, like, foster care. That was a tree breaking. Um, she was talking about foster care and just 
um, how she had this foster kid who was going to church and um, all these comments were just pissed because she talked about how she was having her foster kid go to church because she wanted to without forcing her to go because she didn't want to press Jesus onto her and all of the comments were pissed because they were like why wouldn't you want that I wouldn't want to go to your church because clearly they don't teach good a good gospel which I thought was really interesting because all of a sudden we're assuming that God is that Jesus is forcing himself onto every single person that he meets because that's not what we see in the Bible and they're assuming an incorrect God they're assuming that God in this scenario would um, push themse- push himself onto this girl. And that's the answer, is to force her to go to church and force her to meet Jesus. When we rather see Jesus going into towns and when he gets a no, he leaves. He moves on. He goes to the next place because if someone doesn't want Jesus, that's fine because other people do. Um, and we see on social media people assuming who god is and it's just this constant constant thing people assuming who god is and media is so mainstream nowadays like if i i could look at pretty much any question and get a somewhat mediocre answer to it and because of like media just travels so fast because we can get it so so easily and we start to just assume who god is and we have friends who are assuming who god is Um, And I just think it's important that we learn not to do that, pretty much. Um, I'll talk about that more next episode and just more about how we need to understand that God is God and that's just simply the answer a lot of the time. Um, I also am going to talk about gratitude a bit because I love gratitude. Um, Yes, but that's pretty much all I got for y'all this time. I'm super, super glad that you're listening. Um... Yeah, please listen again. It is almost the one-year anniversary of our podcast. Um, so I highly recommend that you stick, uh, like, keep listening until next week because next week is our one-year anniversary, and then I will have some fun stuff on our Instagram at in the highs dot in the lows. Um, if you go comment on my most rec- on the post that I did for this video. Uh, not video for this podcast then I will uh, do something special for you I don't know what it is yet but I'll figure it out alrighty well I will see you next time bye bye